Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Angel. Today's episode is season one, episode 22, the finale to Shanju in LA. Woohoo! It is. You know, it's funny. It's 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 really good. Um, I was watching it for my RPs last week, and um, I was just like, it, to me, it's like one of, if not the best episode of season one. It's so tightly plotted, and mm. so like, and it makes you feel like we've been building to this in a way that it definitely hasn't. Like, we have I, ob- yeah. obviously we have like Wolfram and Hart throughout the whole season but like you're watching it and you're like oh man it's all coming together and then i like step back for a second and went wait this is literally all all... coming together (laughs) this is literally all in this episode (laughs) but i think the blind date leading to this helped make it feel especially with the Lindsay aspect helped make helped make it feel like it's this big thing yeah, that I, I think that for sure. It's like it's it almost feels like a two part finale. Yeah. Like even though you know that it's not. And so it's like just even having that one episode with Lindsay. I think the sloppiest part of it is that that episode was just the one prior. If it right. had been even like if if there had even been like one episode in between, mm-hmm. I think it would have felt more like wrangling the pieces together. But you're totally right. It just is sort of like, oh, my God. It all hangs together, and then yeah. you're like, "There's actually nothing. Like nothing's just, hanging together. It's, it's just, just one good episode of shit. TV." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for anybody uh, listening along, not watching along, this is the episode, the finale, where Cordelia gets all the visions all at once. The angel investigations blows up, and Wolfram and Hart is up to some nefarious plot that you find out at the end, and uh, Angel's caught in the middle of it all. Um, I love that the episode. opens on quiet LA I love that they didn't do the usual like like I love that it sets this tone to just like for so it's so cool because you're like you get to hang out with them like we come so quietly into it and they're all just there while they're just you know Angel's reading Cordelia's bothering Wesley and Wesley's translating and I'm like it just it's so neat to just exist in this world with him and also that they like don't have lives that they're like it's just their family and then they're whatever what are you doing let's all do it together i love it so much especially because it's like it's after dark it's like it's nighttime like solidly nighttime and they're just still at the office like technically angel is home right but they're just they're at the office it's funny (laughs) this word is pivotal to what it prophesies about the vampire with a soul well hurry up and figure out what it says about angel because i want to know what it says about me If there's torrid romance in my future, massive wealth, if I have to, I'll settle for enviable fame. It's an ancient sacred text, not a magic eight ball. Nobody gets my humor. I thought it was funny. They have, they really kind of get, they get that final, like, come together in this episode, which is great. Yeah. Um, They find out that Lindsay got promoted, and Angel seems legitimately disappointed. I like, too, that they didn't play him just like, well, I figured, because, you know, nobody's as good as me. Like, he legit looks upset about it. Here's the thing, though, and obviously I know that, like, later in the episode, Lindsay proves it basically that he is like a bad guy again i mean sort of i i don't know like i have such complicated feelings about Lindsay, and especially like his arc through season two and then like even like post that are like so fascinating to me but i also sort of 
think it's weird that Angel and Wesley both are like, well, that's it. Yeah. There's no more. Like, that was, he, that was his one chance. And I'm like... Can't be redeemed. I don't feel like that's it. Like, I feel like there's definitely going to be another opportunity. I also want to be like, Angel, you did a lot of really bad shit. Like, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, and you admit yourself <laughs> that you're not redeemed. So, like, let's yeah. not just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Jesus. It's... Oh, oh and then so uh, David Nabbit shows up. Are you... Do you need help? Me? No, I just popped by to hang. I love him. I, I love him so much. So I had I had a lot of thoughts um, this time around uh, I, that I didn't even have last week when I watched it for my piece because uh, he it, it's random. Him coming in this episode is random and has yeah. it plays into nothing. He doesn't even like say anything that spawns Wesley getting it. He just happens mm-hmm. to get it. Um, and it's a bummer that he's only in one more episode after this. I agree. I, I was thinking in this episode, though, I was like, this would be such a brilliant way to be like, Angel Investigations is funded by this guy. 100%. Like, and, and you know, throw away all the qualms of like, oh, well, you know, we don't need billionaires to save us. I'm like, this can be his his um, philanthropic thing. He's like, yeah. well, you guys helped me and I like that you're helping. So, you know, here, because they're not looking for money to be rich. They're looking right. for money to live. S- they're looking sustain. for yeah, yeah, they yeah. just want to eat and pay rent. And so if he was just covering that, which is like pocket change to him, yeah. then it's never a question. And it's never like, oh, well, let's do this job because we'll get 100,000 and then I'll carry us for a couple of years. It's like, yeah. If it's just taken care of, it's out of the question. I don't know why they didn't go that route because it would be funny and great. I don't know. Well, I think part of it is because there are just like so many weird off comments about like, you know, like this is kind of a spoiler, but like in the very beginning of season two, Angel just straight up buys an entire hotel. Right. (laughs) So like he has money somewhere. Well, that's my thing where I'm like, we don't have an explanation of where he's getting the money for these things. So I'm like, if they just did it, like in this episode, it could just be him being like, he could offer and they could be like, oh, no, that's fine. And then after Angel Investigations blows up, he's like, actually, sir, that would be a really good option. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's very... I think it's very weird and I agree with you but about the billionaire thing except for that in like the year 2000 we were not in such a eat the rich place as right. we are now so it's also like he's just like a, a sad lonely billionaire yeah and that's not really his fault kind of. yeah. he just wants to hang out and he was like playing D&D and he like got bored and he like yeah. I don't know it's very I, cute I actually felt bad for him in the scene I was like guys you're not giving him any life Nothing. in this conversation you're just staring at him <laughs> it goes back to the other episode too, the first episode that he was in where Cordelia was like, I think I want to prostitute myself right. to David Neba. And I'm just like, yeah, man, do it. Like, do it. Yeah. Get your coin, Cordelia. <laughs> um and then so we cut away from him to these monk looking dudes and they uh raise the demon of the episode for Wolfram and Hart and that sends us into the title sequence and then we come back from the title sequence and they're still just awkwardly sitting in the office with David. Yeah. Um, he also he's just so interested in them. He's like seen any cool demons lately? He's just yeah. like he's trying so hard. He just wants to hang out. They're like presumably the only people who have been nice to him in years yes. that didn't want something from him. I feel bad for him and I, I wish that he would have had more. It would have been like a cute running gag of yeah. like he's paying for it. He stops in every once in a while yeah. and you know, he maybe he gets in trouble every once in a while. Like, who, like I don't know, he's super fun. Um, he's already been at one demon brothel. Who's to say he won't find another? Right, he can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> that, he's that, addicted that lady, to it now. That lady's tail does some things. <laughs> 
Um, Wesley figures out the prophecy um, that it says right now, his understanding is that it says he's going to die and Angel's unbothered by it. Death. But you said it was all about the vampire with a soul. Angel's going to die? Oh, anything else? He certainly took that well. And then Cordy has a vision. I there's a couple of things I really like in this. Um, one, I love Angel. We've seen it before too. I love that Angel can sense when she's having a vision. Yeah. Um, and he rushes to her. And I also love. I think it's such a small moment, but I think when she's when she's having the vision and she says pain killer, and Wesley says a painful killer demon, she looks at him annoyed and says painkiller. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, I feel like Wesley and Cordelia have evolved so much just in like eight episodes because I think early Wesley would have rolled his eyes at the fact that she's not focusing on what she just saw and is right. focusing more on the pain. And the Wesley here is more empathetic and like, oh my God, yeah. And he like yeah, runs. Of course. And gets, I, I love that. Yeah. So it's such a small nothing thing, but it's also like little things like this that show how much each of these characters is growing with each other, which I think yeah. is great. Um. And then I also love Wesley having a smirk when Cordy says she's going to punch the powers that be that be the powers that be in the nose. <laughs> and then I do love her little moment after where she like looks at him again. She's like, "Do you think they have a nose?" Right. It's just like it's very. There's a lot of cute Cordy moments yeah. in this episode. Um. Yeah. Cordy shines in this episode. And then Wolferman Hart talking to Demon Guy, uh, which we find out later his name is Voca. He's gonna cut. So it's funny because he says. <laughs> He's he finds out that the scroll is missing and they're like, oh, yeah, Angel has it. And he's like, you mean the guy who I'm supposed to raise this beast for to separate him from the powers that be has a scroll. And then his solution is I'm going to cut his ties to the powers that be. And I was like, I thought that's what they have you doing. That's what you were supposed to be doing already. If you could just do that, then uh, what's our what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's not it like fun. it is. It's a well plotted episode, but it's maybe not the best scripted episode. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not great. And there's also like a really uncomfortable conversation between Cordelia and that woman selling art supplies at the outdoor market. Oh, it yeah. is so weird and stilted for like <laughs> no reason. I was watching it and I was like, what is, is she like, does she, does she want to ask Cordelia on a date? Like what is, <laughs> what is happening in this scene? And like, they, it sounds like they're speaking with subtext, but then there's no subtext. Do you paint? Oh no, I was just looking for something for a friend. I thought maybe if you had a hobby, He's a little detached from things. Well, they say art's the best therapy for that. Really? Sure, they use it in mental institutions all the time. You get the patients drawing and working with clay, helps them get back in touch. Well, he's not crazy or anything. He's just different. Depressed. He wears a lot of black. It was not great. Like, She's not like, great. Do you, do you like art? Do you like, you know, like, yeah, what do you like to do weird. with art? <laughs> uh, and then... Kate shows up to a monster crime scene. She's a total asshole. Um, she sees, I can't with Kate anymore. Yeah. It's like starting now, this is the end of it. This is she, the end of it for me. She comes in so hot. So hot. 
for no reason. And she's just like constantly shitting on Angel and taking her anger out on him. And like, while I agree that could be an interesting, motivating storyline and and character beat and everything, there's nothing behind it. Like, again, I, I can't believe I have to keep saying this. Because it makes me sound terrible, but like she didn't even like her dad. Right. So like there's no there shouldn't be this like they had a very estranged, bad, awkward relationship. I feel like maybe if they're if they had hinted more at the guilt that she was feeling for having that relationship and not being able to mend it. But she just is balls to the wall, pissed at Angel because he was in the room when her dad died, even though she admittedly knows that it wasn't his fault. Right. And and just because the vampire did it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. It reminds me not to go too far off, but I'm currently playing God of War Ragnarok Mm. and and uh, there's a god that's mad at you um, for half the game. Spoiler <laughs> alert for like the next 30 seconds to anybody who's like wants to play God of War. But there's a god that's mad at you for half the game because you killed her son in the first game. Okay. And uh, and it's such a compelling story because she is living. She's trying to kill you and your son. And you killed her son in the first game because he was crazy and trying okay. to kill you. Okay. And so like having that, I bring that up because it would be so interesting here if angel did kill her father and sure like if there was a reason like her dad did something bad and tried to kill angel and he had to do it and she witnessed it but she had to go through all of these emotions 100 and then and then we come out on the other end of her like forgiving him or whatever but she's yeah. just mad at him for no reason and is just so angry all the time it's like this yeah. doesn't work for anybody she also like i mean as it's like obviously very network TV and she's still a very beautiful woman, but like she looks awful. Like they've put like dark bags under her eyes. Her hair is like very yeah. disheveled and like she looks like she hasn't been sleeping. She looks like she hasn't been taking care of herself. She looks like she hasn't been like, you know, doing her laundry and stuff. And so it's just like, but what I don't understand is just how it, like she knows. OK, I'm trying to parse my thoughts. She <laughs> she knows what Angel is. And she knows what he does, that he's a detective and that he specializes in supernatural things. So not only is she angry, but then every time that she shows up to one of these supernatural crime scenes, because she is like chasing the calls for these supernatural crime scenes, she seems surprised that Angel is there. She's so so she's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, bitch, this is my job. And I'm the only one who knows about these things besides you. You're the new one. You're the one who like, what are you doing here? You're a police officer. Like, what the fuck? So I don't know. It's just it's just very it's very off putting. And it's like now until the end of Kate's storyline, I, I'm just I'm not here for it. I I it doesn't earn itself. I'm not sold on it. Blech. Yeah. And that's mm. not even it's not even the worst of their scenes in this episode. Yeah. It's luckily <laughs> over in the middle of season two, but yeah. I'm excited to get there. <laughs> um and then Angel shows up. Oh yeah, Angel shows up after Cordy and uh Wes talk about you know, Angel Angel's unaffected because he doesn't feel connected to the world and he doesn't yeah. want for anything. And so Cordy's trying to convince him. Uh, she tells him, go talk to the oracles, get out of the house. And then we cut to Voca talking to yeah. the oracles. How dare you enter this sacred space? Who do you think you are? We do not appreciate being summoned by a lower being. He knows no better than to come here on a whim. I am not here on a whim. We do not counsel your kind. 
The powers of darkness are not allowed to cross this threshold. How did you get in? The old order passes away, and the new order is come. He that was first shall now be last, and he that was dead shall now arise. Yes, and he that is trespassing shall now depart. We shall speak no more. Yes, I know. I honestly always misremember that they die in this finale. Yeah. Because the beast in season four kills that little girl who's like yeah. a conduit. And I always, for some reason, wrap this murder up with that in season four. And so when it I happens, think... I'm like, fuck, this happened so early. Yeah, I think I, I have a tendency to do that also because I think it's too soon. And I also think it's very short-sighted. Yeah. Like, they're... Like, they should still be in the mix. Because it's, like, also, he's only been to them, like, three times. Like, this is the third time, I think, that we see them. That's not too much. Like, we could have had them, like, three times a season or whatever. And there's also something very compelling to me about the way the female Oracle speaks. Mm Mm-hmm. uh, Which, it actually feels kind of weird to me, because normally I don't like when people speak in that kind of cadence. (laughs) So usually it's off putting to me, but I, I really like her and I, and I like their design and everything too. I think they're really cool. So I'm always disappointed that he kills them. Yeah. Um, and then we go to court, Cordy in the town shopping thing, whatever, what what do we call that? It's just like an open air market. It's really weird. I, I guess that probably does exist in Los Angeles, but it feels weird. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, like I've seen it in places that aren't Los Angeles. I just don't know what, what they're called. Um, I love I do love that she's trying to get things to cheer up Angel but yeah this whole yeah. conversation feels it's like it's, it's going so on for I feel like it's going on forever because we have to like pan yeah. away and see Voca coming and touch and it would be weird if she's just like hey can I buy some of these Yeah um, I don't know but yeah it goes on for a while uh it is so heartbreaking though Chris oh, yeah. Carpenter does she's such so good. a she does such a great job in this episode cuz I'm like choked up like with her wailing and crying on mm. the ground, like she does such a great job. It's she's a good screamer. How much, yeah, how much pain yeah. she's in. Um, and then Vocus shows up in Angel Investigations. Uh, Angel senses him, and he's smartly. Kind of, yeah, he, yeah, he's like something's wrong, and he's about to go get the thing, but then he gets the phone call about. Yeah. Um, he gets the phone call about Cordelia and bounces. Um, and then he finds Cordy. It's again so rough. She is just like dying. <laughs> Are you family? Yes. They brought her in a few hours. I'm not sure. Does she have any history of mental illness? No. Does she use drugs? No. Well, she's having a psychotic episode. We've done a CAT scan. There's no organic damage that we can see, but we can't seem to sedate. Cordelia, can you hear me? Cordelia! Cordelia! We're trying a number of different drug therapies. Do you know if she has any allergies? I don't think so. Drugs won't help her. Well, something better. I need to inform you if we can find a way to stop it. Really hard to watch. Have you have you seen the movie Midsummer? Uh yeah. Yeah. It's like at the beginning with Florence Pugh. Oh yeah. When she finds out about her family, that's what it gives me. I like I've never been so unsettled by someone screaming. Except for in the other Ari Aster movie, Hereditary, when Tony Collette. I haven't I haven't seen finds, that. One yet. Oh my god. Okay, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't keep going. Yeah. Well, Tony Tony Collette does it as well. <laughs> In that episode, or in that also, movie. Also, Florence so. Pugh does another screaming, crying thing, too, when What's-His-Name is doing the thing, and she finds out at the end of Midsommar. Oh, yeah, but which, that's not 
as yeah that's as, not as like guttural, guttural as at the beginning as, yeah the beginning it's just rough. truly horrible i yeah. like i've never felt the, that way watching just, anything else so many people tell me to rewatch midsummer they're like it's so much better on second viewing i'm like i don't know man i don't, I don't know, know if, if i can, can. rewatch so that intense. Like, it's, it's so so intense, so intense. <laughs> I needed to like watch like community in the office for I finished it at like 1230 at night. I was like, I have to watch (laughs) light TV before I go to sleep. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, And then Wesley comes back, opens the thing and blows up Uh, Angel. And then Angel comes and he is blown up on the street, runs in, saves Wesley. Uh, And then he comes out. You know, Wesley goes in the ambulance. Kate comes in hard. Never a dull moment when you're around, is there? I have to go. Who the hell do you think you are? You're a major witness at a major crime scene. You're not going anywhere. You want to try and stop me, Kate? I'm glad we're not playing friends anymore. And I'm real sick and tired of your attitude. There's a thing called the law. This isn't about the law. This is about a little thing called life. Now, I'm sorry about your father, but I didn't kill your father. And I'm sick and tired of you blaming me for everything you can't handle. You want to be enemies? Try me. I can't. But I love that Angel's like, all right, I'm done. Like, sure, I was, yes. I love that he was like, I was being nice, but you can yeah. fuck entirely off. I don't have yeah. time for your bullshit. And I love that Kate's looking at him like, oh, fuck, we're not going to play a game. Like, she she, like, she looks disappointed that she doesn't get to play this. Yeah. He's like, he's like, fucking again, try me. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Because he's like, you want to be enemies? Like, you you got it. A hundred percent we can be enemies. And she is a little taken aback by that. But that's it goes back to my same issue, which is that. There has been no indication that this is like playful ribbing to her. Like right. she's been pissed at him for months now. Yeah. And there's been no like none of this like this is just how I'm working through my my anger and my my sadness and despair and everything. And so for her to be kind of shocked that they're not doing this like kind of toxic banter thing, it, it, it rings so hollow. Yeah. To me, I don't know. It's, it's her her character is so frustrating. And well, and to bring another juxtaposition to Arrow, which I had mentioned earlier in this season, yeah. uh the DA that was doing all that stuff was doing her job, but we're made to vilify her. <laughs> okay, um, but Kate is not doing a well, good no, yeah, job yeah, at her job Kate's, like this. Is. Yeah, Kate's not doing her job. <laughs> but uh what uh, another comparison is like there's a scene where Oliver turns him this is i mean errol's been off the air for a while so it doesn't matter but uh oliver offers to turn himself in after they catch the main big bad and she agrees to it and then a very big character in the show dies a father figure to him dies and he's at the hospital and she comes in she's like all right let's fucking go and she's like a total asshole and i'm like can we not have a sliver of compassion like what i don't have to loathe everybody that's like against my main character jesus yeah i don't know it's literally kind of like um because that also reminds me of the Lord of the Rings when after Gandalf falls um, in the, you know, in the mines and Aragorn is like, OK, got to go. And yeah. Boromir is like, can they cry for like five minutes yeah, before down, we keep man. running? Like for crying out loud. I don't know. It's just very because I'm on your team. There's like I mean, often, especially when the your protagonist is working extra legally, you are not on the side of law enforcement, you know, like yeah. things like Dexter, you know, you don't want the cops to catch him because it's more fun if he can keep killing bad guys. But it, I do agree with you that it's like that, you know, that DA is just trying to do her job. Kate is to an extent just trying to do her job, but like now it's turned into like a vengeance mission. Yeah. And in that instant, it's not as fun when it's just like a random 
vengeance mission for literally no purpose. You're you're just mad. You're you're misplacing your anger at Angel when he had literally nothing to do with it because he's the only supernatural being you're acquainted with. Right. Like you could have also hooked up with Angel's like agency and started helping that way as well. And instead you are like tanking your police career because you're chasing after these supernatural things you're making enemies of people on the ground who can help you angel and cordy and wes and it's just like what none of it none of it rings true to who kate was as a person when we first met her and none of it feels like how any human person would react to their father being killed by vampires you know what it's, i mean yeah, it's, it's so weird it's so just weird. so weird it's like all just happening for the reasons that they want these you know tense scenes i'm like this either make we, it work or don't do it at all we just also could have gotten any other kind of tension because like they at no point do they actually try to make a romantic thing happen with him and kate and like i would have potentially been compelled by that yeah if they had tried to do it but it's all it's like it's almost like they're making this anger storyline happen so that they don't have to worry about the like frankly pretty dynamite chemistry that david boreanis and elizabeth rom have yeah Eh, i don't know it it all feels very short-sighted and annoying (laughs) luckily she's gone after this and then you know she'll be a nuisance here and there in season two until she's completely out of the picture yeah um and then angel goes to the hospital he checks on cordelia this scene chokes me up a lot Mm mm-hmm Cornelia, I'm going to fix this. I promise. I'm going to get you back. I need you back. Um, Especially how much Cordelia means to him, like how much we've Mm -hmm. come to this point from the beginning of the season, and him saying, I need you back. Yeah. um, It's it's good. That's, I think, an interesting callback or kind of mirror scene to the beginning when Wesley was like, there's nothing that he wants. And I think what makes that so interesting to me is that it's true, but it's true not in the way that Wesley thinks. Right. I think Angel doesn't want anything because he has the two of them. Right. And it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to have like, three dozen friends in order to like be in the world he has two really good friends and we also do get gun back in this episode and he's he is asking a favor from him but there is like an emotional backing to that now because they've worked together more than once and so i think it's actually like a really lovely sentiment that he doesn't want anything because he has cordelia and he has wes and he has his mission and that's all he needs and i don't think there's anything wrong with that I didn't even really think about this till just this moment when you said that, which is this is the best time of Angel's entire existence. A hundred percent. Because, you know, he was a murderous monster for hundreds Mm -hmm. of years. He was a drunk nobody before Mm -hmm. that. And he was sad and lonely for a hundred years. And, and then, then he was he, a lecherous old man. <laughs> right. And then and then you know in from his perspective he found Buffy and he was yeah. happy with Buffy and now he's here and he's found purpose and he has friends and people he cares about and like this is the only chunk of time in the entirety of his life. I mean he was in hell for thousands of years yeah. or however long he was. So it's like for this this is the best and happiest he's been 
And so he's like, what else could I want? Like, I think he has a level of peace also yeah. where like he has kind of, especially after the faith episodes, he has come to an agreement with Buffy. Like they never get that fraught again. Their yeah. relationship is never like a life or death, like gross nonsense again, which is lovely for, yeah. in my opinion. And so he has a, a kind of peace with Buffy. He like is, you know, doing his mission. He's working. He's got Cordelia. He's got Wesley. He's He's got a place to live. He's clearly got enough money to pay two employees. Yeah. I like, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think that that is sort of one of the themes of this episode is like, yeah, yeah he doesn't want anything, but that's actually like a positive sign that yeah. he's not, he's not wanting for things. He's like, he's very satisfied and at peace. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then he sees the mark on her hand. Uh, he walks to the oracles. He sees they're dead. Can you help me? I can't stay long. I've been dead a while. So far, I don't like it. This is where we learn that Voca is his name. Uh, I also, there, there's like this little technical detail in the scene that I really like, which is her audio fades in and out when she mm. fades in and out. It adds yeah. this level of tension of like, he might miss something. Miss like, something, you know, exactly. Like information might go, I, I really like that. I do, I do though appreciate that she she does get out the whole spiel. Like yeah. she doesn't get cut off yeah. in the middle of a sentence. I they don't do the that. whole trope of like, make sure you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> um, and I do like that she's helping him. She's not like, well, why should I help you? She's like, I'm fucking dead. Who cares? Yeah. Here's all Who your cares? information. Um, Angel meets up with Gunn. I love that Gunn is ribbing him and immediately gets serious when he realizes Angel's like, because he can completely yeah. connect with that. You get enough iron, you look a little pale. Okay, it's traditional in the human world to humor people who've done favors for you in the past. You're about to do another one. Yeah, well, if it's tossing a vampire in with them lawyers, I'm meant. Cause that was my idea of a good time. My people, they're in the hospital, St. Matthews. One's in ICU, one's in the neuropsychiatric unit. They need protection while I hunt down the guy who put him there. He gonna come for him himself or send someone? Wherever he comes, he's not gonna get him. These people mean a lot to me. I'm getting that. Like, people you care about are in trouble, I'm here. <sighs> It's so good. We have waxed poetic about J. August Richards already, and we yeah. will do so again. He is so fantastic. This is like literally basically his only scene in the episode, but it's so good. It does so much heavy lifting for their relationship, which is immediately in season two a lot more um, a lot more deep, I guess. Yeah. Like they're like pretty close, like pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and I just love the way that they play it, that that like angel doesn't have to like beg you know gun is immediately like no i got you absolutely yeah i'm i'll go yeah, let's go um it's just great i just think it's great and that also he's like he include like i it, there's no way i don't believe he would but i love that he's like one of them's in the icu and the other one is in like on like a psych hold essentially like he's including wesley yeah. in that he's like they both need to be protected because right. they were both they, they tried to kill Cordelia, both right yeah yeah well, because he has like he has like the emotional hospital scene with Cordelia. Right. But he it's like Wesley is just as important. Like he yeah. can't lose Wesley either. And Wesley's just as vulnerable. Like, yeah, he's he's in a wheelchair right now. Um, Angel stalks the lawyers or the ritual begins and then Angel stalks the lawyers. Lila tells Lindsay about. Remember when Robert Price let the senior partners down and they made him eat his liver? I don't know what made me think of that. I love Lila so much. <laughs> I love Lila. I love the way Stephanie Romanoff plays her just yeah. like very smug and sassy yeah. and like it's very fun. And I also do love Holland makes a comment where he's like, um, 
you know how much like chanting or whatever there is at the beginning. Like, we're not late. Don't worry about it. He's very blase about things. Yeah. That he shouldn't be blase about. And that does end up becoming his downfall, (laughs) which I do find very interesting that he's like they've put themselves in this power position, the lawyers, but it's not as powerful as they think it is. Yeah. And it like it ends up kind of ruining all of them. It's funny because they got the they they stood witness to what that gets you that yeah the very first episode when he's like you can't fucking touch me and angel's yeah. like i will kick you out of this fucking building yeah. who says and it's like that's that's got to be the hardest evidence ever of like you're, uh-huh. none of you are untouchable don't yeah. be so cocky and they just don't listen to it and i'm like you yeah. all get yours at some point in the series especially because they all are like you know the lawyers are obviously working within the legal system but they're using all the loopholes most of which we've come to find out that they have like written into the laws or whatever so they are in effect working like i said earlier like extra legally and so and then but they're always shocked when angel works extra legally (laughs) and defeats them and i'm just like he's doing the exact same thing you guys are how are you consistently surprised this is so silly they're the spike of law firms yeah come on you guys i've been foiled how has this happened yet again (laughs) um and then angel attacks the ceremony Lindsay finishes the ceremony um angel kills voca and Lindsay threatens to burn the scroll i love that holland was like let's let's peace out Fuck uh, yeah. this shit. Like, Holland's smart enough to know at least like where this isn't going to go well. This isn't going to go good for me if I'm a human person still standing here. Yeah, and then Angel cuts off Lindsay's hand. I always forget that yeah. Lindsay has his hand cut off because he's like yeah. holding it over. It's like, oh right, we lose the prophecy. Oh no, right, he loses his hand. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's a whole story beat him having like a fake hand. It really him. is. Yeah, for like a quite a while. For quite a while, yeah. Um, they unbind Cordelia. She wakes up. She's a totally different person now. Yeah. Um, cool, because she was just being like inundated with visions. Right. She for, like, saw a whole how day. many people need help. Yeah. Which, which I think is really cool. A cool yeah. way to transition her um, to be more involved in angel yeah. investigations and stop treating it like this temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, angel investigations is in Cordy's apartment now. Cordy makes some breakfast. She's the new Cordy. Um, I love that Angel says he loves both versions of Cordy. Well, it's just I. <laughs> I'm not used to... He's not used to the new you. I know what's out there now. We have a lot of evil to fight, a lot of people to help. I just hope Skin and Bones here can figure out what those lawyers raised sometime before that prophecy kicks in and you croak. That was the old me, wasn't it? I like them both. Yeah. I think it's so sweet and wonderful. Um, it's great. I just love that, like, also Wes is so suspicious of the sandwich that she yeah. made him. He's, He's like, like uh, what is this? <laughs> and she tells Angel not to be embarrassed to drink blood in front of her, which I also yeah. think is a great touch. Um, and then Wes realizes his smiley, his tiny, you know, yeah. insignificant little detail of a mistake. I uh, love that he just goes, oops. Oops. <laughs> and Cordelia's like, uh, that's not a small mistake. No, pretty huge um, mistake. But he reveals that the prophecy says that Angel or a vampire with the, the vampire with a soul who is a champion will become human, which at this moment yeah. is believed to be Angel because he's the only vampire with a soul. Um, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. (laughs) I also do love that the like the language is sort of like he will live until he dies. Yeah, which is very interesting. I like 
I love vagaries like that. They're always yeah. so fun. Yeah, I think it's a cool it's it's a cool way to use words because it wasn't just like oh it doesn't say you'll die it says you'll live it was th- it was that it was like oh mm-hmm. they actually use the same word for both and what yeah. it actually means is live until you die which is to become human um I do and then and then we end on the Wolferman and and Angel seems happy about that yeah. and I I personally don't take it as Angel like yay I get a reward it's more like a breath of fresh air that I don't have to fight for eternity forever yeah because that is that can be something that would wane on literally anybody like oh for thousands of years I'm just going to be literally fighting bad guys like you know there's there's being a hero and then there's also like Jesus Christ when does it stop like (laughs) so I I like that little smile on his face of just like well that's that's that could be nice there's like a there's a breather um and then Wolfram and Hart reveal what they raised, which is Darla. <gasps> I can't I wait. To, I have to say, on all my rewatches, I get so pumped when I see her, and I think her story arc is incredible. I think yeah. the first first half of season two is uh, one of the bigger chunks of my favorite parts of the Angel of the series. Um, but when it aired, I was not affected by Darla at all. Oh, okay. When it aired, and they were like, Darla, and then it cut to credits and went, oh, that's it? <laughs> Like I was because I also didn't I didn't come in on season one. So I didn't have the intro with I didn't have the intro with Darla and I didn't have a good amount. I don't I can't remember if there was I think there was like one Darla flashback before Innocence, but I basically only had the becoming stuff with Darla and then the other uh the I think yeah, I think it was becoming and then whatever happened in this season. Right, mm, I think those yeah. are really our only Darla things. I think so. Oh, yeah. and and Doppelgangland. So there was like becoming oh, sure. yeah. Doppelgangland, and then the um or no, she wasn't in Doppelgangland. That was our whole complaint. That was our whole complaint. I, yeah, that's right. I in. think she should have been. The audience is probably going crazy right now. Like, oh, we yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she was in this, this, this. And by in my memory, she was in becoming, and then she was in the uh, prodigal. Um, and that's all. And so to me, I was just like. When I was watching this live, I was like, oh, "Why? Why is this a big f-? like?" She was so long ago. Yeah, I agree with that. Because um, I didn't, I didn't realize that she uh, was alive in season one when I watched this live. Since I didn't watch season one, gotcha. so I was like, "This is just the the vampire that sired him from hundreds of years ago. Why is that going to affect Angel?" Okay, we've got one, two. So she's in three episodes in season one, becoming part one, the prodigal five by five, and then um, this one, and then her her next episode is the season two premiere. Oh right, yeah. So she, so. but she still even was not like a. It was like all past stuff, it, and it wasn't like a huge deal. Yeah. Um. So I get you. I get you. I think by the time that I did start watching Angel, I had already been through like the majority of Buffy, where we get like some more flashbacks in season five and stuff. Yeah. And so I remember being like, oh, that's intriguing. Like, yeah. I, I quite like that. And then obviously now that I know what her Everything, story is, yeah. I'm like, fuck off. No, I'm so I, excited. <laughs> yeah, I get so pumped when I see it now. Um, but yeah, that's this episode. That's, that's season one. We did season Woo! one of Angel. I can't believe how far we're in. I know. It feels like we started like a few months ago. It's crazy. We've already, been doing this for like two years yeah, already. We literally have like five seasons yeah. of podcasts already recorded. That's insane. I can't believe it. Um, but I'm excited for season two of Angel and season five of Buffy. We're we're Me going too. right into the meat, like the really Woo. good shit. <laughs> it's 
It's going to be so good. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Trevor Carley. And I am with my other show, At So I'm Watching, or my personal account at FiddleDD85. And as always, do all the things, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.